Welcome back to a Dead Letter Podcast, where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world, including alien abductions, encounters with succubus, encounters with the lady in white, and the chilling presence of shadow people. From ancient folklore to modern-day sightings, these phenomena have captured the imaginations of people across the globe and continue to spark curiosity and wonder in those who seek to understand the, myster- the mysteries of the universe. So sit back, relax, and join us as we embark on a journey into the unknown, exploring some of the most fascinating and eerie aspects of the paranormal world. Welcome back, guys. Just a quick uh, reminder, uh, don't forget to follow on the IG page. I think it's, uh, well, I think only because I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this shit right. But it's uh, A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast on IG. Um, feel free to probably send your encounters there. I know I have a couple people that have been sending me stuff. But I know I kind of didn't mention these in the earlier ones. So I'm mentioning it now. Um, got a lot of shit for it. But again, you know, this is it's my solo thing. And I, I kind of been just doing them like four episodes at a, at a chunk. So you, you might not see improvements like... Like after every like four episodes. I'm happy to announce that today we have our first alien or UFO related encounter. Or at least it is to me. Like it's probably, I was, I was kind of shitting bricks. Because I was thinking like, man, how am I going to get like an alien type story on here? UFO without, you know, without people thinking it might be like lame. Oh, this was uh, a couple like lights in the sky. You know, then you have people dispute them pretty easily. Being like, oh, those are satellites and shit like that. But we legit have our first you know, borderline alien abduction. An alien abduction refers to a reported phenomenon in which an individual claims to have been taken against their will by extraterrestrial beings, commonly referred to as aliens, not Mexicans. These alleged abductions often involve detailed accounts of being transported aboard a UFO and subjected to various procedures, examinations, or interactions with beings. Accounts of alien abductions typically include similar elements such as missing time, vivid and sometimes traumatic memories of events, physical and psychological effects, and the presence of unusual marks or scars on the body. Some common experiences reported by abductees include being examined by alien entities, undergoing medical procedures, being subjected to mind control or telepathic communication, or being taken to unfamiliar locations. All right, this encounter was uh, sent in on IG. I titled it, you know, Mother Imitator and Our First Alien Abduction UFO Encounter. And it goes like this. The place I grew up in had paranormal activity as we had encounters daily. The most memorable one of all happened to me and my younger brothers. One night, me and my brothers were hanging out in the living room watching a movie when we heard a voice that sounded exactly like a mother call my name. It said, Danny Venaki. I heard it, but I ignored it. But my brothers heard the voice as well. So I ended up replying with, Arita Voy. I went to my mom's room and it was empty. I then headed to the kitchen thinking she was there and upon arrival, one of the chairs slid across the kitchen aggressively. I ended up finding out she was not even home as they were just walking into the house as this happened. I know there was a ghost, spirit, or something messing with me. Another memorable experience was that last week we lived in the place. I remember I had dreamt of getting taken by aliens and being experimented on. I remember hearing and feeling like something massive was hovering about the house. I had an eerie feeling that something or something was standing all around me. I began to experience a sharp pain in my lower back. The temperature in the room dropped almost suddenly. It was freezing in my room. 
Then not too long after, after this, my little brother opens up about having the same dream and experiencing the same thing during our last week there. I feel like it's more than just a coincidence that we both experienced the same thing at the same time. The dream was too real to just be a dream. I think that's safe to say it might qualify with, um, yeah, I guess an alien abduction. You know, I mean, I'll leave it up to you guys to decide, but it's like right up there with, um, like, it's not any different than when people recall these encounters when they're hypnot- you know, hypnotized and they start talking about things they repress, but it's like right there. Like, how do you explain two people having the same, same dream, same encounter, you know, it's fucking aliens. The second one is called Haunted Trailer, but I think I can't see the title right now. I just kind of scrolled more than I should. Sarah writes in, years ago, I was living in West Virginia in a trailer lot while we moved from states that was between the mountains and woods. It was a large piece of land. There were a couple trailers in the lot, not too far from one another, but close onto the road. Across the lot was a large graveyard. My partner and I chose cheapest, the cheapest trailer for financial reasons, which was essentially just a shell of a trailer. The trailer had no running water, which meant we had no restroom. I disliked using the restroom in the trailer because of that and because it had a large mirror inside of it. Every time I would pass by the bathroom and the door was open, I would get an eerie feeling and a sudden urge to close it. Sometimes I would see shadows dancing outside the trailer, but I attributed that to the moonlight bouncing off the gravestones from the graveyard across the street. We ended up staying longer than anticipated in that trailer. After a couple months, my son started telling me about his friend Dan. I thought, neat, he got someone to keep him company. One day, my son asked me for a Band-Aid for his imaginary friend. He said Dan had a boo-boo on his head, and it was bleeding. Later that day, I went to go pay my rent to the landlord. They asked how everything was going, and I told them it was going well. I mentioned my son had gained an imaginary friend named Dan who had an injury on his head. The landlord gasped and dropped their coffee. They said that the last tenant was named Dan, and in a drunken depression, he shot himself in the head. I was shocked. Not too long after, my son mentioned he had made more friends, and when I asked him where did they live, he pointed at the graver across the road. We got out a couple days later. These next five encounters are provided by our friend Mooshik. I probably butchered your name, but, you know, that's as good as it's going to get because, nah, I'm not... English is not my strongest point. Like, if you listen to this shit already up to this point, you know it's not not the best. Uh, this first encounter he sends is called The Moving. It was three years ago on a nice summer day. My wife and I were moving into our new place. My wife gets easily overwhelmed with these type of things and decided to call it a day. I, on the other hand, was determined to move all our belongings in that same day. So I decided to call some of my cousins to come help. Upon arriving, my cousin mentions that the place seemed a bit too spacious for me and my family. I told him it's exactly what I wanted, space. He then began telling me that it's kind of scary to live in a place like this. I told him to quit being such a mija and to help me out instead of trying to scare me in my new place. We began sharing scary experiences that happened in the past. That The conversation got really intense, but it was time for my cousin to go home. It was about 6 p.m. I had dinner, but I noticed that the vibe in the house had changed. It started feeling cold. Silence covered the entire house. I began to listen to, mu- to my music to distract my mind that was beginning to play tricks on me. I sat on my couch and decided to close my eyes. It felt like I was still awake, but I remembered that I had the music up. I realized that I was in a dream because the colors of the house began to change and the music was not on. I felt fear and the house began to get so cold. I began to hear noise in the background. I closed my eyes and tried hard to wake up 
but it seemed like I was stuck in a dream. Then I slowly begin to open my eyes and I see a shadow coming from the hallway. I'm a spiritual person, so I activate my spirit and I open my eye. When I gazed at the shadow, I saw an older woman with a white dress and messed up hair. She stared at me and cringed when I, when I noticed that I was looking at her. I stared back and became paralyzed. The spirit or demon was not happy that I watched her. My fear leaves and I become like water, transparent. She notices that my spirit did not fear her. I suddenly wake up and it's 3 a.m. in the morning. This is the second encounter. It's called, Dad, there's a lady in my closet. A few months after moving into my new home, my daughter began to taking huge steps to sleeping on her own. Once a couple months go, go by and my daughter tells me, Dad, I want to sleep with you. I don't like to sleep alone because she's watching me. I ask her, who is watching you? She replied, the ugly old lady. She wants me to enter the closet with her. I realized it was the same lady that I seen upon moving into our new home. It was now showing itself to my daughter. I asked my daughter, are you afraid of her? She responds, I'm not. She doesn't do anything bad to me. She just wants me to be with her. That night before putting her to sleep, I prayed for my daughter and asked God to protect her and to cleanse her room. My daughter goes to sleep and I go to my bedroom. I fall asleep and then I hear a big bang on my door. It's my daughter. She is begging me to open the door. I open the door and ask her what's going on. She replies, she's standing by the door and keeps looking at me with an ugly face. Daddy, I don't want to sleep alone anymore. I immediately go to her room and began to call out the spirit. I tell the spirit that it needs to leave. I felt so angry because there was nothing I could do. How do I remove a ghost? How do I grab something that doesn't have a physical body? That night, I slept with my daughter in her room. The spirit never appeared while I was there. The next day, I share his experience with a co-worker, and she tells me that I might have a spirit stuck inside the house. She instructs me to light up a candle and set a bowl of water. When I get home, I did that, and my daughter never complained about seeing an ugly lady again. The third encounter. Don't let your mind play games. My wife and daughter were out of the house. My wife had gone to see her parents for the weekend. I was home alone on a Friday. I decided to head to the local bar for a bit. It was around 11 or 12 at night and I returned home around there. I was pretty buzzed, so I decided to roll a blunt and began to smoke. After finishing my blunt, I looked outside, and the window or something caught my eye. I began to focus my sight to make out what it was. All of a sudden, I noticed a reflection of a figure behind me. I kept focusing my eye when I see a face looking back at me. It, it had a cringy smile with a shiny tooth. I immediately turned around to see if anything was behind me, but nothing was there. Next comes up our first succubus encounter. A succubus encounter refers to a reported supernatural experience involving a creature known as a succubus. According to folklore and mythology, a succubus is a female demon or supernatural entity that is said to seduce and engage in sexual activity with humans, typically while they are sleeping. The male counterpart of a succubus is called an incubus. Accounts of succubus encounters often describe the sensation of being visited by a seductive entity during sleep or a state of half-sleep, with reports of sexual encounters, erotic dreams, or intense sensations of pleasures. These experiences are often described as vivid and realistic, but upon awakening, individuals may find themselves physically exhausted, drained of energy, or experiencing psychological stress. Succubus encounters are primarily rooted in folklore, mythology, and religious beliefs from various cultures. In these accounts, succubi are often depicted as demonic beings or spirits that prey on individuals, particularly men, to steal their energy or souls. The experience attributed to succubi can also be interpreted as a phenomena related to sleep disorder, dreams, 
hallucinations, or even psychological and sexual fantasies. So as you can tell, the fourth encounter is called the succubus, never laugh with demons. After a night out with an old fling, I got to my house and took a shower. I was feeling amazing. I finally scored the girl I've been wanting to get at. I felt so tired, so I laid in bed. While trying to go to sleep, I thought about what had just happened. I tell myself, when am I ever going to change? I fall asleep. In my dream, I see this beautiful woman who begins to kiss me. Her kisses made me feel a sensation that I've never felt before. Every kiss made me want more and more. I eventually submitted and let go to her. I was really enjoying it. The sudden thought comes to my mind that I am asleep in my head. I begin to feel this tickly sensation coming from my testicles. It started to feel uncomfortable, like when someone tickles you so long that it becomes annoying. I began to tell the lady in my dream to stop. When I look back down, I see this ugly lady with long fingers and sharp claws scratching me underneath my testicles. She began to smile and laugh as if she wanted me to laugh with her. That's when an old saying my mother used to say, you can never laugh with demons. I began to resist the demonic woman and made the right eye contact. Yeah, so, so I assume that second, I'm assuming after that shit, he, he wakes up, you know, but that's kind of how the story ends. And the fifth encounter is called Angel Baby. I was at the Patty Hotel Room 10, my usual meet with my lover of the night. We did what we normally do when we were there. My lover began telling me she can't stop thinking of me, how this might not be a good thing because she's falling in love with me. She started telling me everything that she felt. The moment got so awkward as we had both agreed mutually that this was just for fun. And she's telling me this. I can't, I can't feel her emotions. I can tell she's being genuine and really wants me to herself. I told her we can't keep doing this if we allow our feelings to mix with what we are. I kissed her and told her this might be the last night we see each other. I began dozing off with her when out of nowhere my phone, my phone ton- turns on and the song Angel Baby plays. I look at her and I can see her wide awake, her face pale and in shock. I can smell the fear in her. The place gets cold and heavy. She tells me to turn off the song because it's creeping her out. I hold her hand and tell her it's all right. The moment is meant to be an angel baby. The sun dims and the darkness begins. And those are his encounters. Thanks again for providing those five stories. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say a name, but it's, I'm going to go like maybe Moo, MSK or something. But yeah, man, it was pretty dope. I think next up is probably our first Poltergeist story. But then again, it probably might have been the first one where the dude was hearing uh, his voice or his name being called by his mom. I mean, it could have probably gone either way. But again, you know, I'm not a fucking paranormal doctor or specialist. So I'll leave it up to you guys to decide. Poltergeist activity refers to a phenomenon commonly associated with paranormal events characterized by unexplained and disrupted physical disturbance. The term poltergeist is derived from German where polter means to make noise or create a disturbance and geist means ghost or spirit. Poltergeist activity typically includes a range of bizarre occurrences such as objects moving or being thrown, doors slamming shut, loud noises, furniture being displaced and other similar disturbances. These events often appear to be spontaneous and are not directly attributed to any visible entity or ghostly presence. Unlike traditional hauntings where the focus is on a particular location, poltergeist activity is typically centered around an individual, often a teenager or adolescent. It is common belief that the energy behind poltergeist phenomena is somehow connected to emotional or psychological state of the person experiencing it. The disturbances tend to occur when the individual is present and they may feel a sense of powerlessness or fear in the face of these unexplained events. The nature of poltergeist activity remains a topic of debate among paranormal researchers and skeptics. 
Some propose that 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 phenomena may be caused by a psychokinetic manifestation where the person unconsciously influences the environment through their mental or emotional state. Others suggest that it could be a result of electromagnetic fields or a natural phenomena yet to be explained. This one comes from Sandy D. Portuguese? Question mark. Hi there. So last Friday, I decided to cleanse my house. We moved in last September. Since we moved in, I felt the presence of an older woman in the house. My husband and I kept losing our belongings like keys, credit cards, silverware, and jewelry. The missing items would then show up in places we've had already checked multiple times before, but weeks later. Our lights would flicker, and our TV would occasionally turn on by itself, and our cell phones would abruptly stop working while inside the house. So like I said in the beginning, I decided to cleanse the house inside and out. When I got done with the outside, I came in the house And as I stepped inside the house, my bedroom door and bathroom door both slammed shut. I cleansed those rooms again after that. Thank you, Sandy. This one comes from my babysitter, Letty. I used to babysit for a lot of families when I was in my late, early 20s. One family was particularly memorable. This family had a large townhouse. The home had three floors and four bedrooms. It was a big home. One night, while I was watching TV in the living room, I heard what sounded like heavy furniture being dragged above me. Even though the children were too small to do that, I still went upstairs to check in case someone had broken in or something large might have fallen. I would check the rooms and nothing would be out of place. Nothing was moved and the kids were sound asleep. It kept happening over a course of nights that I would babysit, that would babysit in that home. One night, I eventually told the parents over dinner. The dad responded that he too would hear furniture being dragged across the floor in the rooms above. He would go investigate and find nothing out of the ordinary. He would also state that the kids were too small and too young to do such a thing. But he did notice that whenever the activity occurred, the dogs would freeze and they refused to follow him to the floors above. And that's why you don't fucking take care of kids. Fuck them kids. No. <laughs> All right, this one comes from Lindsay. I think Lindsay without a D or I don't know, I might have butchered it. I was coming home from work late one night. I just wanted to sit back in my couch and close my eyes for a bit to regain some strength. I had to close my eyes and I was nowhere near sleep when out of nowhere I hear in a very guttural voice, die. I snapped up. I was wide awake looking at my TV hoping I had left it on while I was trying to doze off. But my heart sank when I saw my TV was off. Later that night, I had a really bad migraine. I I couldn't get any sleep so I went to my medicine cabin in the bathroom when I heard a deep growl. I spun around and ran out of my bathroom. I began to feel an eerie presence in my house. It felt like it was getting darker, heavier, and unbearable. I sat in the living room and turned the TV on, hoping it would calm me down, and it did. Before before I knew it, I was dozing off and heading into a deep sleep. In my dream, I had just finished work, and I was heading home. I had decided to walk through the park because it was quicker and because it was late at night. I begin my stroll and quickly get the feeling that I'm being watched. I pick up the pace, but I begin to feel a sense of dread. I start to run in my dream, and I reach my house. I open the door, and I slam it shut. I guess I must have slammed the door so hard that I felt it in the real world because I wake, I woke up abruptly and only to notice a tall shadow looking at me from my bathroom. Fucking stalkers, huh? So you don't go out there giving out your phone to nobody. You never know who's fucking following you. All right, let's close it out with a fortune-telling or palm-reading story. I'm pretty sure that's paranormal, right? Or it's supernatural. It's one of those two fucking things. 
palm reading, also known as palmistry or chiromancy, is an ancient practice that involves interpreting the lines, shapes, and other features of a person's palm to gain insight into their personality traits, potential, and future. It is based on the belief that various aspects of an individual's life can be discerned by examining the palm of their hand. In palm reading, a palmist typically analyzes the lines on the palm, including the lifeline, headline, heartline, and fate line. Each line is believed to represent different different aspects of a person's life, such as vitality, mental abilities, emotions, and destiny. The palmist also considers the size, shape, and textures of the palm, as well as the presence of various markings, such as crosses, stars, or islands. While palm reading is often associated with predicting the future, it is important to note that it is not considered a definitive science or a means of fortune-telling precise events. Instead, it is seen as a tool for self-reflection, self-discovery, and the gaining of insight into one's strengths, weaknesses, and potentials. Palmistry is a practice in many cultures worldwide and has evolved various interpretations and systems over time. There you go, fortune teller. This is the story that was sent in. Back in the 1980s, while visiting my aunt in Georgia, my cousins and I went to a palm reader to get our palms read. After my cousins had finished, it was one of my younger cousins' turn. They held their hand out, and the old lady got up abruptly and told us to leave instantly. We were a bit confused by the situation, but headed home regardless. The cousin who had the the cousin who the old lady refused to read the palms ended up dying in a work-related incident uh, shortly after. A few weeks later, we visited the old lady again and asked why she had refused to read our cousin's palm, and the old lady told us that she was looking at a dead person's hands and that that did not have no future. That's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a paranormal story to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page, a underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, keep your mind open and sleep with one eye open.